Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Onside Punt. The NFC and the AFC had their title fights. A new champion entered the arena in Minnesota, and one QB was knocked down after only just returning after four weeks of injury. All of that and more as we recap week nine of the NFL this week. My name's Cad, and my esteemed co-host is sitting eagerly, fasting to talk football. How are you today, homie? Oh, get me on the mic, mate. Get me on. I'm ready. <laughs> I want to talk about these games. Yeah, there's so much out of this weekend. Oh, these Sunday games. Two blockbusters like that we did not see coming. Yeah, not is, not the, yeah. the main players. Yeah, not the main <laughs> ones there. They're, and it's like, it's great to be talking about some different cats in the world. You For know? sure. It's a, yeah, I'm excited. Um, really, really good games. Like, yeah. surprise packets, a lot of fun, a lot of energy. Well, we looked what at the get? spread of games and we we're kind of like, well, here's the, the big people, here's the title fighters and the rest. It was a bit like, oh, we'll see if we mm. want to watch these games. But, whoo, there was some fun. And, of course, the NFL would just give you something random to get excited about. So, getting to get yeah. into some players. But, homie, we are now here halfway. We are at the halfway mark of the season, end of week nine. We've got nine weeks to go of the regular season. Then, come January, it's playoff time. Not to discredit you, but I didn't believe you when, it, when you said it was halfway through. So I, I went and double checked. And yeah, <laughs> if we, we <laughs> oh, I was like, we can't be halfway through. We're only just getting warmed up, and it's yeah, like someone had a holiday. Cr- I don't know who, yeah. but someone skipped a lot of the season. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, but it's a crazy. It's a short season to what we're used to, mm. and I guess we're leading into Christmas. But it's exciting time in the NFL. So yeah, we're about to turn the corner. And, and daylight savings actually just clocked. And I forgot this happens in the NFL because initially the games start at the start of the season. We have games at 3 a.m. Right, yeah, that's the start. And so then good. we get daylight savings. Games start at 4 a.m. Now mm. they've just had daylight savings. So now the games start at 5, which pushes the primetime game to 12.20 for the afternoon. It's the golden period. Everything gets better from oh. week one. And you know, 5 a.m., very achievable to get up and, and watch these games. Four, I wasn't pushing it. But to, to watch every game from the morning yesterday, ideal. Yeah, and then we also get to say we're in the 5am club. So oh, of course. It's yeah. like double win. <laughs> bit, bit smug about that. But, you know, it counts, it counts, <laughs> it counts. But uh, it, it's it's a really nice time slot and it's like, and today is a day off as well. In mm, Melbourne, we, so. we both have a cheeky little afternoon yeah, off. Yeah, so we'll be seeing the Tuesday game live Chargers versus Jets day. baby <laughs> yeah but let's not get too ahead of ourselves mm. we've got some games to get into should we get into them Kat alright homie let's dig into the headliner games now these aren't the games with the biggest players or anything they're the games that stood out to us the ones we thought were the most interesting the most exciting and some peculiar characters popped up as we've said who are you kicking yeah. off with well I'm going this is a weird one for me Giants versus Raiders. Never saw that coming. <laughs> no, I know. And it's like, because we, you know, we'd ask, we'd ask for the Raiders, what identity do you have? Yep. They fired their coach. They've got one now because the new coach, woof, he's intense, Cad, right? Yeah. I, mean, I, a- I watched his, uh, his opening interview and all that. And I quite like him, honestly. He, he gives yeah. off, he gave the authority of a head coach quite early, I thought. Yeah, it's like, I don't think he's considering himself an interim coach, by the way. Mm-mm. Like, I think he's like, I will take this job from you. This is the and, audition, right? Yeah, and it was like some stories of like teammates that he played with. And he's, um, 
he's a he is a Raiders born and raised person, and he is amplifying that Raiders personality. And um, so, let me tell you what happened in this game. So the Raiders thirty to six, <laughs> crazy. So let me reintroduce you to some players that you probably forgot existed. Max Crosby, he's a defender for the for the for the Raiders. Heard of him. Incredible game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Devonta Adams, he's a wide receiver. He was the one that was cranky when they had the other coach. He's happy now. Yep. And uh, Josh Jacobs, so he's oh, a running back. So good to see remember Josh him. Return. Remember yeah, him from last year. Yeah. He, was, he was quite yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, and um, QB. So we had the rookie QB Aiden O'Connell. Non, nothing, nothing to write here, but error free. Like yeah. we're, we're happy here. He did what he needed to do, and. Yeah, great, great over, overall outcome. On the other side of the fence, Cad, we probably should talk about the New York Giants here. Mm, they what's left are, of them anyway. Yeah, they are not good here. So quarterback Daniel Jones, after returning from a neck injury, is now gone for the season with an ACL injury. This adds on to a list of big, big injuries here. You've got Darren Waller and more. They've got Tommy DeVito as the quarterback now. They should just make a run for a new quarterback, right, Kurt? Yeah, race to the bottom, tank for the draft. You're halfway through the season. It's two and seven. You've got no reliable quarterback. And even when you did, you didn't have any other options around you. And it just, it's very dire for Giants fans to be cut off from the knees instantly. You know, even for us as Chargers fans, it's not the season we wanted. But, you know, there's still some good to see in the team where all hope is lost in uh, New York. Jump onto the Jets or a Buffalo Bills if you're in New Yorkers. Yeah, it, find, it's all find your second, find your secondary team, secondary team because you got a little bit of a rebuild happening, I think. Yeah. Uh, but um, so to flip the coin, there you got you got a, a Raiders that now has an identity, and they really lit it up in the locker room after. Oh yeah. You would have thought. I was a, you know, I'm not a massive fan of the cigars and that kind of thing, but it, I, I think it just gives a weird narrative to it when we're not supposed to be smoking anymore. I don't know why. It, just, it seems like a bad image for kids, but they've, they've really partied it up. They are in a new yeah, element. It, it's there. always are, ding dong, the witch is dead, and oh, they can come through it and play again. Yeah. Now, Devontae didn't get... Did he get huge yards this game? Did he nah, get the game he wanted back? Not really, but I think it's just the whole... I think it's the environment they're enjoying. They, they seem to be embracing... They, and um, if you watch the coaches post-match sort of rev up, mm-hmm. um, it is just bleep, 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 bleep. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, think, I think the boys are just like they're, they're just open now. It's like the, mm-hmm. like you said, the witch is dead and they are loving that they, that's happened for Absolutely. them. Absolutely. I, I did. A big release of pressure. Big yeah. release of pressure for the Raiders. It's off the shoulders. I did see something interesting where Mark Davis, the owner, apparently apologized to individual players for ruining their season. He basically mm. said, that's on me. Um, I made the wrong decision and I've sacrificed some time from you. And we all are assuming that's that's Josh Jacobs, that's Devontae as well. Um, Jacoby, however, I feel doesn't need an apology because he's had probably his best season. Yeah, <laughs> he's thinking. <laughs> so what, really, what are you talking about, guys? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't pass it to Devontae. I'm still here. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm good, guys. I was really going to put him in the introduction, but I was like, ah, oh, we already we've seen him enough this season. Yes, we have. Fine. <laughs> yeah. All right, moving on. The Eagles saddled the Cowboys in prime time, twenty-eight to twenty-three, and. 
and a lot of games we highlighted, as we said, homie, we we're probably not going to talk about because you know they weren't exactly the most interesting. But this game I selected because I want to talk about the Cowboys specifically and and why I think they played like a team that could be in the NFC conference title game and not just some middle of, like actually compete. Um, for any of our rookies out there, the NFC conference is basically the semifinal to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, where they would likely be if they got there up against the Eagles. This is the best game the Cowboys have played all season. Agree. It, it's it's just great as well that this came against the Eagles because you know it wasn't a thumping of some other weaker team. It was a battle to the test of the best in their in their season in their league. First thing I noticed was this difference in Dak. Just so much more confidence, yeah. so much more space in in the pocket and. You know, he was protected as well. There was, I think the O-line did pretty well, but when he wasn't, he was moving. And it really, like, he was drawing in defenders, completing passes. He just looked more fluid instead of that panic Dak we would see get sacked most games, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, the receiver call was diverse this week. C.D. Lamb, of course, is having a great season and he had an excellent game. Um, but, you know, Ferguson, Tolbert, Turpin, all of these guys that I didn't really consider last year do you re- recall any of those names nah not really no not at all <laughs> well, I, i've got uh Talbot in my fantasy and he was on the bench this week like it's like <laughs> they're they're sort of you just don't know who they're going with like mm. even tony pollard's not having a breakout no, season at not all. having it's a blinder like, that's actually that been a bit of a letdown for the yeah. guys in their run game yeah but he's still averaging 4.3 i think a carry like mm. he's still getting they're still producing what they need to just with different players across the field yeah, and and I guess on the defense, we know Micah Parsons, always disruptive. Um, he led the effort, uh, and the Cowboys' defense, I think, was solid for who they were up against. Not a blinder or anything like that, but main point is the Cowboys' offense stepped up today. I don't think we would have been shocked if this game turned on and we saw that they were losing 21-7. to Like, it's yeah. just something that could have happened with the Cowboys. Um, but they actually put it all together. They had the opportunity to win it in small moments, but I, I just don't think they have that yet. And that specialty remains with the Eagles. That That's what they do. And that's why they yeah, won I, this game. I thought it was... A, obviously, in Jalen Hurts, again, got banged up mm. with a little knee. No problems there. He'll They've got the bye coming up, so they'll freshen up and he'll be fine for that. But it's sort of interesting because you've got the Philly Eagles now going to 8-1 and one, and the Cowboys at 5-3. and three. So yeah. you're thinking, come on, guys. Like, what are you really... like? There's one team here, right? But yeah. it's like, have you seen the stretch that Philly are walking into now? No. Who, who are they up so against? The, so they go Chiefs, Bills, 49ers, Cowboys again in mm. Dallas. And then the Seahawks. So it's like, like this is the right time for <laughs> yeah. the Cowboys. They've had that harder stretch and now they're coming on the other side of it. These two teams will meet again in about four weeks. Like it and will things be change from halfway through the season. Like teams improve from up to mm. here. And then that's why you hear a lot of analysts comparing the team in their last six weeks of the season and yeah. not to their whole season because it isn't an accurate reflection of where they got to. Um, the only, interesting. The only problem I had for the Cowboys, and they left some points out there though, they're still going to clean up that red zone element. Mm. I think Dak stepped out of bounds and I can't remember the other player, but he caught it short. They could have easily won that game. I think they, they could, could have, have e- for sure. Yeah. It's, it's just I the think, polishing that up, I think. 
Yeah, and you just want to see them, as, as we've asked for, just knock off a big dog. Yeah, knock to throw off. in the Chiefs, to throw in the Eagles, yeah. put some doubt yeah. out there. And I don't want the Colts to do it. <laughs> like, no, no. Nah. a team that's not around <laughs> it. But, you know, someone come in and, and debunk the theory. Um, I've got to give a shout out to Kenneth Gainwell. He didn't do much in this game except open with a front flip touchdown, which was pretty oh. unreal. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is great. Uh, the only sort of injury news out of this game, though, tight end for the uh, for the Eagles, uh, Dallas Goddard has broken fractured forearm. He's a be- that's four weeks. Yeah, so that'll be a big miss for them actually with this stretch of games. Mm. Um, he's quite. Not a big name, but he's quite important to them. I, so, I think that's the yeah. thing. Like with Gainwell, like the point I saw in that front flip touchdown, and the fact that he didn't have an impact for the rest of the game, it's they mm. you don't know how they're going to attack you because they have yep. all of these options. It's like the 49ers, but with less shine on them. They can send their backup running back to do a front flip touchdown and then bench him for the rest of the game because that's the options they have there. Finding a yeah. way to win. Um, it is a loss with Goddard, so that is a shame. All right, Cad. I can't hold it any longer. Let's move on to my <laughs> favorite game of the weekend. If you've got, if you've only got time to watch one game this season, I think this is the one so far. I'm talking about uh, the Buccaneers versus the Texans. We had a genuine shootout. We had drama all the way through it. Best Houston, game of the season, you reckon? In terms of fun, yeah. Like, I just had fun. Yeah. Like it was just you did not know what was happening ninety percent of the time here. <laughs> I th- I think the the cherry on top was that the uh, the kicker for the Texans got a quad injury, so mm. they had running back. Watch me butcher this one. Um, Aga, nah, I'm done. Aga Wamum, nah, nah. Um, try again. Aga Wambale, Wambale, is that him? Yeah, let's go with that. Aga Wambale. Yep. <laughs> Let's hope we, he doesn't stay as the kicker because I am not going to pronounce that for the rest of the season. <laughs> but um, so he went out. The running back was the kicker. So yeah. um, I was surprised. I thought Cam Johnson might have stepped up, but he wanted, he kept the holding duties. And they only – but it put this weird um, – so they just the Texans just didn't go for three points anymore. I think here's a new thing. Get rid of the kickers. And it's just – it's a, such an entertainment game because – they uh, obviously kept going for touchdowns and it just became a genuine shootout. And, and on top of that, two points. Because if you're not aware, if you don't decide to kick the field goal after a touchdown, you can yeah. throw it in the end zone again and get two points instead of one. And yeah, yep. they risked it for the biscuit because they were forced to. And it yep. paid off yep. for them. Yeah, and the running back, he did actually get a he did actually get a um, goal. He got yeah, a three four now. I think I think, it was the, I think it was the first since 2003 or something that wasn't a... Um, was an official kicker. So like the Texans uh, were still down, I think, when that happened. But all of them were just beaming smiles, and even the head coach was laughing that their running back oh, backup had come and kicked a field goal for them. This oh, the special coach, the special coach's coach. That's an interesting special sentence. teams coach. Uh, oh yeah, that'll be, that's better. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I've never seen someone celebrate. It was like, oh, it was so good. Uh, but we're going to move on to. The story out of this is is CJ Stroud, mm-hmm. like the second second in the draft pick. This the Panthers must be rolling in their grave at the moment as they see this kid develop into probably he's probably the standout rookie of the season so far. He put up some incredible stats in this game. Again, I think this is off the back of uh, not having a kicker, so don't bring one back. So what did he go? Four hundred and seventy yards My for the God. game. Yeah, wow. uh, five was it five. Five touchdown passes. Yep. Yep. 
and no intercepts, I think it was. But just a, like an absolute standout rookie performance, and I believe was he top like the highest performance from any rookie quarterback in their first year. Was the most yards thrown, I believe. Yeah, he was breaking all records you could like you could imagine. Um, he was quite impressive. He basically they what uh, they went off the back of him. He was incredible. He just it was interesting because he, Baker Mayfield did turn up for the Bucks. Like yeah. he was throwing like you'd never seen as well. Uh, but they the Bucks took the lead with I think it was forty five seconds to go. Um, but CJ just took them on a run. Yeah, that like. Go watch it. it. It was him and Tank Dell down the sideline, putting it on a dime. The clock runs down, and they just get that winning touchdown, which again was a sensational pass. But this is just a this game was just full of fun. It mm. was incredible, and and not and not the joy and excitement we expect from Buccaneers versus Texans <laughs> this season. It was just, but it was fun. Yeah, it was just dramatic, and it was like yeah. So the the last the last play was a seventy five yard run. 40 seconds to go on the clock and CJ steps up and puts it to them. It was a great game. Go find it and go and enjoy it. All right. Help me. I know we're excited for this one. We are here to talk about one man and one man only in the Vikings versus Falcons game. Josh Dobbs. I could talk about this for the rest of the episode. <laughs> Just another no forty minutes. I would have no Dobbs. problem. Dobbs, <laughs> good energy, good energy, good energy. So freshly imported and implanted at the Vikings, it's their new quarterback, Josh Dobbs. Now, if you can't recall it, just last week's the Cardinals traded Josh Dobbs, their quarterback, to the Vikings so they could fill their QB slot because Kirk Cousins, their leading man, had a season-ending injury. Homie and I have been a fan of Dobbs for mm-hmm. two seasons now. He is the ultimate journeyman. You plug him in, plug him in, and he'll play. Um, we always suspected those lousy Cardinals, homie, were holding him back, and yeah. here it is. We see it this week. The Vikings took down the Falcons, thirty-one to twenty-eight. Now, homie, just a bit, a bit more background on Dobbs here. In the last twelve months, this is his journey. He signed with the Browns, then the Lions then the Titans, then the Browns again, then was traded to Cardinals in August, and then the Vikings on the eve of November. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. <laughs> and this game, it, it, like he didn't start either, did he? No, like, he didn't. Um, I want to talk about this. <laughs> I, I feel really bad for Jaron Hall. Oh, so, so bad. Jaron Hall's the young buck who was going to take Kirk's spot. Basically, he was just a QB in waiting mm. until... You know, Dobbs was kind of in more with the playbook and was going to come and play, very likely. So he's looking for his debut, but he gets injured and called out for the game when he was two feet from scoring Ugh. a debut touchdown. It's got to be the, the worst thing that could happen to you because none of the headlines have sympathy for you. All they're doing is talking about Dobbs. It's like... Uh, like you're falling down the stairs on your first day of work. Like no one knows you well enough to send you a get well card. You're just, you're just yeah. laying there in pain while everyone celebrates around you. Oh, it, it's, it's, we've got so much love for Dobbs, mm. but you, you sort of, you, you sort of like, you almost ignore this guy. Cause it's like his career was 
one you know that one run yeah. that sliding doors moment it's mm-hmm. like nfl has too many sliding door moments for my and they usually close on someone's acl yeah yeah or, or their achilles by the flavor mm. of this season but it's just like oh and it, the funny thing is he took all the snaps of the week so dobbs didn't take any snaps because they're like we're got to get him ready we got to get hall ready for the game so dobbs did not take a single snap during during, once he got to the Minnesota. so It started off oh. rough too because uh, Dobbs gave away a safety, which is basically getting tackled in his own end zone, which gives points to the other team. Uh, and they were like, oh no, this is going to be And turned nasty. it over as well. Yeah. yeah. But he threw for 158 yards, which isn't a great effort in passing, but he also ran for a 66, which is more than you know Tony Pollard did the whole Dallas Cowboys yeah. game or anyone else. One touchdown from himself and two others, one to Madison and Powell and... He he put the team on his back and the embrace between Kevin O'Connell and him was just like they weren't letting go for a long time. They were very excited and well the done to Dobbs. The last two games were just joyous. Like it was yeah. like, like you, people, everyone was riding it, hey. Like it was yeah. like it was a, it was so good. And I thought I thought the pe- the post press conference from Dobbs was amazing. So you, you there's some footage of him like he's with the center like practicing the snap on the sideline, like trying to be like, this is how I snap it to you. It's yeah. like, oh, like that, that is how raw this relationship was. And he goes, he said, it, it was like studying Spanish all year, then then on Sunday taking a French exam. <laughs> That's how he described like how it was. And I, I love that. Saw, That's yeah. actually a cracker. Well done. Uh, and I just saw it. That wraps it up in, like, in its yeah, beauty. In the best and way. So, and I do like uh, that when he walks out to the media and he goes, Hi, I'm Josh Dobbs. Uh, it's nice to meet everyone. And he's got a big smile on his face because oh, he's, he's just won good, the game. He's such a good kid. But maybe we, in one foul swoop though, homie, did he win the game and put more pressure on Arthur Smith of the Falcons? Because oh, we don't have to talk about the Falcons much, but they should have won this game oh, against a backup of a backup quarterback who I just was, landed. I was going to say, do we, do, we need, do we need to talk about the Falcons? Cause, that was dog. Yeah, no, nothing oh. was good there. Arthur Smith is looking worse and worse. I'm surprised I'm not seeing headlines so far, honestly. Well, I'm saying it. No one's no one's still <laughs> No one's writing up headlines about homie. <laughs> can, ever, can someone listen to the onside fun? Arthur Smith is gone. <laughs> that moustache needs to go with him. Like it is <laughs> I'm actually growing <laughs> one to interpret him if you can see it on the camera. And I and I hate to say this, but I think Bijan Robinson is becoming the worst. Why did they draft him? What, what, if you what, don't what, use him, yeah. I and don't I, understand. Right. They will say like it's historical within the Falcons that they don't use their rookies or at least Arthur Smith. So and it's disappointing. And they weird mix with t- uh, Algier. Tyler the Algier. And, and then yeah, they've and got another one as well. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I'll probably leave it because I want to just stay in the positive feelings of <laughs> Minnesota. But you're on, you're on our watch list, Arthur Smith. You yeah. should be in headlines soon. Dobbs will expose you. All right, Kat. Let's do the roundup of the other games that didn't feature in the headlines. Take us back to a long time ago, Thursday night. Steelers versus Titans. doesn't even feel like it's this week, does it? Yeah, it doesn't. In the game that opened up the season, uh, sorry, opened up week nine of the (laughs) NFL season. The Titans fell to the Steelers 20-16 to and 
I don't know if you're a Coldplay fan, homie. I'm assuming you are, but it was all yellow on Friday because there oh. were penalty flags raining. <laughs> 17, great, I think, to be exact. Great reference. Great <laughs> reference. It, it was hard to tell between the shorts and the flags. Oh, 100%. Like was, yeah, oh, you'd, you'd hope oh. it was all yellow because of the Steelers, but that wasn't the fact. But mm. the Steelers gave up 80 yards and they were giving away free sets of downs to the Titans at every crucial opportunity. At any time, the, the Titans could have done it, but... They, it led them to make attempts in the red zone with 30 seconds on the clock. And it was just rushing. They didn't have any time to do anything. Mm. It just looked really hard for both teams to do anything here. Like, it, yeah. it just looks difficult. It was excruciating, this game. Like, it was... And it was a close game. Like it they, was a close game, yeah. But it did not feel like... For, for all the bad reasons, right? Like yeah. It wasn't because yeah. everything was going well. It was well. messy. It was... It was it was it was really hard going for mm. like it was it was like they were playing in torrential rain or something yeah, yeah felt, stuck in the like mud, it was like really. a quadmire just yeah. like step, <laughs> you know two steps forward one back but it was not it was it was brutal it was nasty I, I feel like the Steelers embrace that a bit more like that's that's kind of their world it's a the bit. only way they know how to win painfully mm. slowly and only just it's just it's rough I will say though. The running game looks a lot different this week from the Steelers. They had an amazing opening drive that set the tone that you thought they were going to carry through. But uh, Jalen Warren and Najee Harris combined for 166 rushing yards, which they, they haven't been able to do. Um, watching the coaching tape last night, homie, and you can see this improvement in blocking from their offensive line, creating these huge pathways for them, which is probably what's been hindering them most of the season. Um, most notably on Harris's open touchdown, which just... Looked easy. Mm. Just like, you're like, okay, let's do that every time. <laughs> like, why can't we recreate this? Um, Will Levis, good game. Good second game for a rookie. Not anything yeah. crazy there, but I think a step in the right direction. Um, I, If I was the Titans, I would keep him on the field and, and keep Tannehill on the bench just to, or trade him. Yeah. But because I think, I think there's something in Will that they can develop. At the moment, but it's yeah, gonna, they, gonna they, take time. They both they both felt like a work in progress, and I'm I'm just keep progressing. Mm. Like they're they're okay. Keep progressing. Yeah, keep like, going. Um, yeah, Al Michaels summed it up nicely, homie, uh, for the Steelers' victory. Certainly not a beauty contest, but it's all about the wins. <laughs> <laughs> Get the W. That's all you want, isn't it? Yeah, I was happy with the W too. That's what we want. Um, moving on, we've got the Seahawks the Seahawks versus Baltimore Ravens here. Now, we'd featured this game as one to watch in our preview show. Um, it was in a different sort of vein here. Baltimore go on to smack Seattle 37 hey? <laughs> Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was an issue. We think, you know, the Ravens, are, they've done their same old thing. You know, their offense is uh, going well with a really strong defense. No, no, they've introduced us to a couple new people here, Kate. So I'm going to... Rookie Keenon Mitchell. So he embraced the um, opportunity. He went for 138 ra- uh, yards and uh, and a touchdown. He's their backup running back too. And technically yeah. behind Lamar, he's probably third in succession. Yeah. Oh, don't worry. Gus Edwards, he got two He also got two. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. And then we saw Odell Beckham get his, uh, it was his birthday. So he gets a touchdown too. Like I do like was, when teams are confident enough that they're like, I, you know, you've seen it in the past where Travis is like, hey, I need an extra touchdown. Get like, I need it for my bonus or, you know, yeah. Taylor Swift's here. My girlfriend's here. Can you, my mum's in the stands. Can you throw me a touchdown? Sure. 
We're good enough a, to do that. <laughs> there's a there's a similar one in the Higgins in um, Cincinnati. It was like Higgins told um, Burrow, "I'm feeling good. Give me the ball." So he's like, "Okay, I'll give you the ball." I think I'm on but, today. Uh, <laughs> but my bigger question here: so AFC North, let me run it down for you. Baltimore's now seven and two. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh's five and three. No spoilers here. Browns are five and three. Bengals five and three. Mm. As we stand, all those teams would play in the playoffs. Yes. The AFC but, North would come on in. Crazy, right? What, crazy. That, that's gonna that's gonna finish like nothing else, that whole that whole div. But for me now, are you willing, Cad? Are the Ravens the second best in the AFC now? Uh yeah, a hundred percent. Behind the Chiefs. Yeah, they're behind six, the Chiefs. Yeah. They're both seven and two now. Uh, I think the only team who is eight and one is the Eagles on the other side of the NFC. But talking about the AFC, they are the next contender. The Bills have faded away. The Bengals have a lot of ground to cover. The next challenger is the Ravens, and just let's wait for that test. I don't know. Do you know what their matchups are? No, I haven't forward? got their run. I haven't got their run home. Um, I'll pull it up here. Obviously, they've got to play everyone in the NFC North again. So they've got you know, the- they've got their. Challenges. They've got the Browns, the Bengals, the Chargers. Things get a little bit tougher. I don't think we really see them tested until 49ers and Dolphins. And if they're playing the way they're playing, I can kind of see them beating the 49ers at the moment. Mm. Yeah, they're just very much one to watch. Like they seem to be getting all the elements. I reckon they're the smoothest team at the moment. Like they're the smoothest team. They like they they tick enough boxes for me, but mm. will that win you the big Big games. That's where I'm at. The little moments yeah. is what we're talking here. And injury is consistent with the Ravens. So stay healthy, stay limber. Because uh, yeah. one weapon goes down. I, I feel if OBJ goes down, I'm actually not that worried. But every other weapon, if that goes down, things start to struggle a little bit. Moving on to the Bears versus Saints. Now, this game was tied at three separate occasions at 7-all, 14-all, and 17-all until the Saints eventually claim their victory of the Chicago Bears, 24-17. to Homie, the Saints broke late on this oh. one once again. It was looking like kind of hopeful for the Bears and Tyson Bajan, but it just couldn't hold on, and they were given so many opportunities to do so. Yeah, they had a shot too, um, and it was just like we're working in sevens, and I was getting worried. I thought, we're going to overtime here. Mm-hmm. Um New Orleans, they did enough. Like they, oh, they are. It's hard to watch. Too. They <laughs> are frustrating too, but they're kind of enjoyable at the same time because I think we saw you see Taysom Hill. Um, Such a unique game, and from yeah. Taysom, who is a unique player. Yeah, yeah, he, he's an early runner of the best jobbing NFL for me. You know, it's like he just gets the best of moments. If, if you I'm don't just, know him, like he, he, he can pass it, he can catch it, he can run it. Like he, he's. The Swiss Army, yeah. Guy. Like yeah. he was named as he was named as a tight end, but yeah. then goes lines up a QB, and then he, he does a running back. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> he lined up a QB. He he received a touchdown pass this game, but he also threw a touchdown pass. A tight end throwing to the other tight end, John Johnson. Yeah. For he a must touchdown. have. He must have the weirdest, um, the weirdest career stats of all players. Yeah. I reckon. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think that distracts me with the Saints because it's like. Again, they they nearly let Chicago in, and Tyson uh, Bajan, oh, sorry, yep. yeah, yep. He, I thought he was really good again. Like he's a, he's quite a good 
character for them. Um, yeah, like but 290 it, yards uh, made off offensive and, and passing and rushing, but there were some crucial errors which we're meant to expect. There were three interceptions and a fumble. They're big errors, but yeah, he is fresh. Ex- he's young blood. Yeah, and we're expecting that for the Bears. Um, they obviously, and the Bears, obviously, Montez Sweat, they didn't waste any time, so they've gone and signed him on a four-year deal. $98 million. Um, so they've shored him up. So yeah. they took him, obviously, in that. I think that actually looked better for it as well. I think like there was they, good QB pressure. He didn't... Uh, a, he wasn't able to get a sack this week, which is a bit of no. a bummer. But he put pressure on, on Carr, and like that that's enough to rattle the Saints pretty quickly. So, yeah. you know, in the next few weeks, once they develop, and Sweat probably starts getting into those boys at the Bears, telling them all his tricks, it's, uh, let's see who else they can rattle and get the dub. All right. I've got one thing to bring out of this game, which is shitty me, Cad. It's the Saints here. They keep lining up uh, Colleen Saunders. Now, he's a big boy. Like, he's mm-hmm. a big boy. And they keep lining him up for, like, the, you know, the short touchdown. And they keep not giving it to him. He, was, he made a claim that he took the credit for Juwan Johnson saying they triple teamed him. Like, and I'm <laughs> sick of the Saints putting him up there and not giving him the ball. I've... I'm over it. I've had enough of it. If they do it once, well, I'm, I'm going to write to their manager. Like I'm not having it. So there's one for you to watch. Uh, I'll make a little video or something so you can understand what I'm talking about. But I've had enough. A bit, a bit of a standings update here after Holmey. So Holmey can cool off and calm down. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Look, the Bears pushed the Saints here. It just isn't a good look for the Saints. They they now lead their very sad little division in the NFC South at the five and four. And we're starting to see a bit of a spread. Falcons four and five, Bucks three and five, and then the Panthers at one and seven. It's, it. I don't like it. I don't think it's attractive. I don't think it looks good. But the Saints are on their way because they keep winning these gruesome little games. So, I think they they might very well be in the playoffs this year. Yeah, and I'll do that. They'll do Saunders in the playoffs as well. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I haven't let go, Kat. I haven't let go. <laughs> okay, move on, move on. <laughs> this will calm me down. So Cardinals versus Browns. Mm. Uh, yeah, it was, you know, you put the number one defense in the NFL up against a rookie quarterback in Clayton Tune. Um, he struggled. It's not his fault. You know, it's his first official start for the for the Cardinals. I think we're just looking at the Cardinals now and saying, when's when's Kyler coming back? You've got your concerns. Do you want to tell the people now? or I do. I do have my concerns, as yeah. always, as I've never not had concerns about Kyler. Uh, there, it is kind of rumoured or being talked about that he might come and play next week. Now, Correct. What also is being released in, uh, I think, tomorrow or Wednesday is Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. <laughs> and oh, no. yeah, it's unfortunate timing because if you don't know, Kyler Murray bloody loves himself some Call of Duty, and you know this is the quarterback they, prescri- they had to prescribe homework to because he wouldn't mm. do his work and was often found online streaming his uh, gameplay on Twitch. So it's it's not a good look. I think maybe he'll be back two weeks just after the first double XP weekend online, <laughs> and we'll see him then. God knows what he looks like. It's just not going to get better for the for the Cardinals here. Very it's grim. Not, not good. Not no. good. But um, we'll concentrate on the on the Browns here a little bit. So they obviously got the shutout, twenty-seven to zero. I'll give you a little. This would just tells me how the offense for um, for the Browns is going this season. 
so if we go back, Deshaun Watson did play this game. Mm-hmm. So in the opening, their opening drive, he throws a pass which hits the helmet of a defender, pops up, and lands in the arms of, of Amari Cooper for a touchdown. And boy, did we, he celebrate that touchdown! <laughs> you don't deserve to. You don't deserve <laughs> to celebrate. But I'll take it back to last week. PJ Walker, in the when the game was on the line, mm-hmm. had a similar similar incident, which hits the def- hits the helmet of the defender, but lands in the arms of the opposition, and they lose <laughs> the game against the Seahawks. Yep. And I just think to myself, it's like. I don't know. That's that's the Browns for me. It's like it's, <laughs> <laughs> I've got no nothing else to add to it. But that's it. That's the Browns in this this season for me. So oh, it, like it just actually gave me the shits a little bit with him. Yeah, full arm spread. Yeah, yeah. roaring after that. Yeah, it's like, you you threw it into someone's head, and then it yeah. was just lucky you got yeah, a touchdown. Pure luck. You would have won anyway, but come on, yeah. you should laugh. Yeah. And don't and don't flex against the Arizona Cubs. Yeah, like, yeah like, exactly. Without yeah, yeah. the good energy of Joshua Dobbs, there's nothing yeah. left in that team. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> We're angry this week, apparently. Yeah, I, like it. I didn't realise till we got here. <laughs> I think it's the joyousness of the first games, and now we're just talking about the other ones that frustrate us. We're so. in the mud. Well, here's something to cheer you up, homie. Over to Foxborough and Massachusetts, where the Patriots took on the Washington Commanders and fell short 20-17. to The Pats lead 14-10 to at halftime, but those tricky little, painful little nagging Commanders mm. able to get back on top uh, in the final seconds of hope. Jartavius Martin, the commander safety, took an interception. That ended the game. Now, the Pats here they had the opportunity to claim a victory. Multiple opportunities were given to them in turnovers. Uh, the Pats successfully forced these turnovers. There were a lot of punch-outs today of the ball, not players. Yeah, a lot, a lot this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Was, and like very tactical. In fact, you even messaged me because this guy was throwing a hail maker at the ball oh. and was very oh. lucky to hit it. And we're thinking, you're so close <laughs> to just punching this guy. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. In the chest. <laughs> Um, Ramon J. Stevenson, he found enough free space to do a 64-yard run to the end zone. Uh, clear answer here is I think that the Pats are only finding success from their defense or from some supreme error from the opposing team, and it's their offense that just can't stay in the game. Homie, now these commanders, they continue to play weird, wild, kind of wonderful games, and... And I told you the other day, I, I think for some reason I've caught feelings. I thought Ooh. it was a casual fling, but yeah. I, I think I'm falling for them. And, you know, God knows what that says about my taste in football teams. Yep. So in saying that, I, I have a proposition for you. That we make this team the team of onside punt just for this oh. season. I know we're both separately Chargers fans. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Maybe this is our side piece. I, I I think I could pitch it to you if you okay. If you go. hear me out, I, yeah, yeah. We go. I need to know. All right, we love an underdog, don't we? Yes, absolutely. Tick, tick, tick. Yep. They're deeply entrenched in the beginning of our podcast in the early episodes where we talked about the Washington Elk because I ragged on them. Yep. Yes, because you ragged on them. <laughs> the name and the organization. Yeah, you and I both like Sam Howell for some reason. Correct. We don't know why, but there's something there. They're scrappy and lovable, just like our show. 
and they probably need to entirely clean house, fire their key staff and start over again, just like our show, most likely. Mm. So I don't know. What do you say? Uh, I, I, th- I think it's lust over love, Kat. That's why it's a short, it's only, only nine weeks, really. Then they might make the playoffs. I doubt it. All right. No, I think I'm on board with this. I think, okay. um, I think I'm on board with this. I there think- we go. Let's follow the let's follow their journey to see if they can make the playoffs. Yes. Like let's ride the roller coaster of the commanders. Uh yeah, okay, I got I can say this. It could be fun. All uh, right, Commanders. Yeah. Officially the team of onside punt. Congratulations. I don't no, we're not I'm not using that tag. Officially. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we said it already. Oh, NFL endorsed. Yeah. NFL endorsed. <laughs> Just now that you said that, Hobby, I'll just have to admit to you that there's no take backsies. Uh, it's uh, all agreements. Uh, they versed the Cowboys, the Dolphins, the 49ers, and the Cowboys again before the end of the season. So. That's, that's pure trickery. You know what? They've had back-to-back 300-yard games. I'm, let's do it. Let's, let's go. Do this. Let's go. Let's commit. do this. Let's do this. Oh, come on, Sam Howe. You, you mixed bag of love. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, I'll be all right. You're up. All right, you're distracting me. I'm off. I'm off now. I'm going to the um, oh, the pure love here. We've got Jordan Love for the mm. um, Green Bay Packers. Green Bay Packers versus the Rams here. So late call here. Matt Stafford did not get up for this game for the Rams, which basically spelled disaster for them. Yeah, uh, the Green Bay has gone on to win this twenty to three. We did finally see some connections for Jordan Love, with uh, which we'd asked for. Christian Watson got some connections. Mm-hmm. And Luke Musgrave got his first NFL touchdown as tight end for Green Bay. Not a great game to watch. No. It, was pretty, it was pretty lackluster. I was happy to see Green Bay do what they needed to do. But I feel like they've still got a lot to go. So... Um, I think that's all I've got to take out of that one. So, oh, bad news though. Christian Watson has a back and chest injury. Oh, Not exactly no. the only maybe, option for the Packers. Maybe it's because he <laughs> took some workload this week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> could have been why. But uh, so he's got some in there. So something there to watch for the Green Bay. All right, moving on. The Colts trampled the Panthers in Carolina, twenty-seven to thirteen. Star of the game, Halmy, was Kenny Moore, the cornerback for the Colts. He returned two interceptions to the end zone for double touchdowns. First to do that in Colts history and the second NFL player to do it in 11 years, which is quite an achievement. You know the best thing, though? He's, um, his family was in the stands as well. Yeah. What a great game for them to turn up They're going to be there every right. week, I think. Yeah. Good luck charms now. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> uh, the defense of the Colts beat up really hard on the Panthers this week. Um, that offense just continues to churn points. Hold me, like we keep noting it. And mm. uh, Gardner, I keep watching Gardner. And I don't know if you, you covered this game, but if, if you go back and have a look, he runs very oddly. I don't really know. It's kind of that Kyler Murray toddler run that it's interesting, but he's flicking it left, right, and center and, and seemingly hitting targets. Um, they're averaging 25.8 points per game halfway through the season now. Bryce Young struggled with his passing efforts. Two pick sixes plus a mm. bonus intercept. Um, Panthers, they're going into a short week here too, homie, which is really rough on them. They play on Friday uh, against the Bears, which um, should Ooh, be an interesting why is that game. <laughs> yeah, why Ooh. is that prime Ooh. time? Ooh. Oh, gosh. Just fl- please flex this game, NFL. Like, come mm. on. That is mm. rough for everyone. 
even from the early, I know they try to put these games early in the season to get a bit of hype around them, but putting the what Panthers against the Bears. getting like, from that? Number one pick the, in the draft, maybe, but that was before oh. they did the draft. I don't know. It's too Yeah, much. that's a weird one. That's a weird one. Anyway, moving on. What have you got for me, homie? All right, so let's go to, this is another one of our feature games from our preview. Mm. Bengals versus the Bills. So this is a, obviously we had, um, it was a lovely start to this, though, Damal Hamlin returning to Cincinnati since the drama of last season. They embraced him. It was really quite lovely. Um, then the game started red hot. Like, so both, opening, I think it was pr- pretty much both opening drives. The Cincinnati scores, then the Bills score. And uh, the old, um, <laughs> He got in a little bit of trouble, the old quarterback for the Bills. Pointing, I, I, I really yeah, had an this issue is, with this. Oh, this is getting out of control, right? But Explain the, the taunting rule, homie. Well, I don't, after this weekend, I don't know what the taunting rule is. <laughs> it's like, don't show personality. It's yeah, becoming, you, yeah, you're not meant yeah. to, to mock, intimidate, anything like that. Um, you know, you can do a touchdown dance, but, you know, you can't do it around an offense, uh, the opposing you player. Basically, you can't direct anything at your opposition, basically. Yeah. Of your, like, you can't troll them. What, and and what all, that, call. all that Josh Allen did was mm. as he walked, pretty much walked into the touchdown in the red zone, he yeah. just put one arm out and pointed at the defender from the Bengals. That's all he did, just point. Didn't say anything. Jogged yeah. in and pointed. Had a smile on his face and he got a personal foul for it. So um, Yeah, and one more personal foul, you get kicked from the game. So just for pointing yeah. at someone. It was probably... I think it was silly on Allen because he's called way too early in the game. Yeah. <laughs> that was more... Of, I've got more of an issue with that because from that point on, the... Um, they ended up giving up 21 points in the first half. So the, they didn't really score again and the Bengals go in 21 leader at half time. I think that was a problem. They're, they're starting so slow, the Bengals, that um, they obviously tr- tried to work their way back into this the game. Bills and, there. Yeah. Oh, sorry, the Bills. Sorry. Uh, and they tr- tried to work their way back into this game, but a fourth quarter uh, fumble by rookie tight end Dalton Kincaid kind of like really lost the game for them. Not lost the game for them, but lost the opportunity to win the game. Uh, They needed a turnover against the ice-cool Burrow, and it was impossible for them to get it done because he is, Cad, he is, he's electric, isn't he? They are up and about at the moment, and it's like they ran out 24 to 18 winners. I just think we're seeing the bangers of old, or even the bangers of new, really. They are ice-cold at the moment. Yeah, it's it's kind of how we saw this game coming in with, well, it's it's exactly what we expected with how these teams have both been playing. Bengals Something came in did red hot. What it was supposed to, Something yeah, did it did yeah. exactly as as what as we thought. And, and the Bills just not that team anymore. And I got I got something for tough. you. The Bills are they just like it's are they too di- one dimensional? Like are they too predictable? I, I kind of think it's that's Alan where Diggs, it's at. isn't it? It's, it's Alan, Alan Diggs. Diggs. And, and then what else have they got? All right. It's not a range of weapons there. Like, you know, Bengals, Joe Mixon was having a really hot game in their running game, and I don't see that as much from the Bills. And if Josh and Diggs are off, it's just, it's all over. It's not really much happening there at all. And I think we've started to see Josh Allen running again. And you know what that means. (laughs) Injuries are coming. Injuries are coming. (laughs) It's very different to the Ravens style of where they've got plays for him. Alan just goes on his tangent. Yeah, he's just goes just doing on his, his thing. Yeah, and yeah. Like, I remember he's last so season. Rogue. 
He's so he, rogue. He ran and jumped over a player, but he didn't quite yeah. make it and got smacked in the legs. And he, he, yeah. he was fine, but it was also like, that's going to wipe you out soon enough. Yeah, yeah. So look out for Rogue Allen for the rest of the season. <laughs> homie, homie, homie. Last game we've got to cover here. They're wondering, where is this game? How come they're not talking about it? But uh, I've got something for you. Auf Wiedersehen, Delfine. And what do you think oh. that means? Um, bad luck. The Chiefs lost. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, it means goodbye, Dolphins. Uh, as the Chiefs possibly yeah. would have been saying after their 21-14 to 14 victory over Miami in Frankfurt, Germany on Monday. Did you see the ref who called the false start in German? In Schuttigl. <laughs> in German. <laughs> Excuse me. Because <laughs> <laughs> <I'm tired. laughs> uh, I thought that no, was I pretty didn't. cool. That was, a, that was a very cool way to, to open up for the, for the German fans. Yeah, it was very cool, was actually. And it didn't look like the German fans were going to get much of a game because the Chiefs you know, scored oh, three touchdowns them. in the first half while Miami had nothing and it was 21 to nil uh, until they put up two touchdowns in the third quarter um, and... They nearly went to tie the game. It ultimately led to Tua, fumbled the ball, I think at the 30-yard oh, line yeah, near the Chiefs, and, uh, and he turned the ball over in the final minute of play. Uh, I think the real standout here was the Chiefs' defense was just a huge effort from them. Yeah, well, I gotta, I had, my little question for you here was, like, is the Chiefs' def- defense better than the offense? Like, now? Have it kind of feels, th- it feels that way, like, Almost, I don't know who to compare them to in that. Maybe you know the the Cowboys in that kind of structure where their defense is performing. But there's enough talent on this offense to take opportunities and take the ball and score with it when turned over by their defense. So, you know, everyone was raving about them. Mahomes credited them for the win. So did Travis. That it's the best defense he's played with. Um, yeah, in- incredible. And because what, they, what a they, great realization halfway through the season. Oh, but that strip. That strip they did on Tyreek Hill. Oh, and to that was run not the in. revenge game he wanted. Oh, Tyreek, he must embarrassed. have. He had nightmares after that one. Um, but I just think for myself, how scary is it that we are saying the Chiefs' defense is keeping their offense in the game? Yes. <laughs> oh, so we're saying the Chiefs' offense isn't firing at the moment. Oh, like, oh my gosh, we're in big trouble here. Like yeah. they. Are, they <laughs> If they can get it going, Mahomes is a little bit indifferent at the moment, but it's okay. Like yeah, it's, a, it's fine. You know, there's, there's still the Chiefs. They're still marching on, but there's some scary stuff to look at when you look at this Chiefs team in in focus. It makes that Ravens Chiefs AFC matchup seem very exciting, doesn't mm, it? It does. It does. I think ultimately pretty disappointing for the Dolphins. So they've gone up against the AFC overlords and came up short. They went up against the NFC overlords and the Eagles and came up short and. I'm really hoping there's a stronger comeback for them and they, they have a lot to fix to be able to go up against the best in the league and not just dunk points on the good and average. So a lot of work yeah. there to do, um, but I'm excited to see how they track, really. Yeah, the Dolphins are now 6-0 and zero against teams with losing records, 0-3 uh, and three against teams with winning records. So not good there. And today, homie... We're looking forward. Oh, We're looking forward, aren't we? Oh, do not disappoint me, Chargers. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of questions to be answered here. And, and Holmie, you and I went through week 10's games and, and down the line just in you know, a catch-up. And, you know, the Chargers-Jets, this is going to answer a lot of questions 
for these teams, I feel. It's going to give me a bit more confidence in how I'm going to pick. Yeah, it's more the Jets that I want to know about. Like, I'm really struggling to gauge them at the moment. Obviously, we've got super strong defense, but it, like, I want to see if how they stack up against a really high-performing um, offense. And then vice versa. We've got a poor defense up against a poor offense. Yeah. How they got to stack up. So yes. really two really good storylines to watch out of this one. I can't wait for it actually. And on the buys this week, if you don't remember, it was the Jags, the Niners, the Lions, and the Broncos, I believe, homie. So we'll be seeing them next week. Now we're looking forward. We've done the recap and we're looking on to the first game of next week, which we're going to start previewing, I believe, uh, on the early week show, just so you've got enough time to get around it. We won't have all the details because we don't know who's injured, who's playing or anything going up to it. None of that's been announced yet, but we thought we'd do a no prep, no preparation preview for you of the Friday game. Who have we got? We've mentioned it earlier. Oh, God. Well, this is not the great time to do this because we've got the Bears versus Panthers. <laughs> it's and a it's like, to start on, isn't this it? This is a horrendous one to do. But maybe it's better that we don't prep for this one because we <laughs> won't confuse ourselves because it is two bottom of the barrel here. Um, both with rookie quarterbacks. I think this with... is the game that, that Tyson Bajic gets his win. Yeah, but i got to assume that the Panthers have penned this one as well. Like, mm. there's two games they've penned this year and they took the first one, which was a surprise packet for me. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm with you. I'm feeling, at the moment, I'm feeling the Bears more than the Panthers. I just, I think the turnovers are just killing the Panthers. And I think the Bears will have enough with Tyson Bajan. He's he's decent. I'm enjoying him so far. So yeah, they're I, putting something I, together there. I, I'm not sure what you know. He also had his fair share of penalties and no, not penalties, but also intercepts and pick sixes and those type of things this week. And there's a lot to iron out. But maybe Montez Sweat as well, getting more ingrained in the line, is going to put some pressure on the young rook. Um, I, I reckon the Bears is who I'd go on this one. I don't mind the underdog of the Panthers to get another win this season, but the way they're kind of tracking. I'd go the Bears. It'd be ugly. I'm gonna. I reckon it'll be like a 25 to 27, 27, 25 game. I'm gonna go. I'll go the Bears as well. I'll go it. I'm gonna go field goal difference. Uh, so what would that put it at? Let's go weirdly. 23 to 20. Yeah. Yeah. They're gonna be that. scoring because the defenses aren't reliable. But who knows how close it'll yeah, be? Yeah, they might. It might choke it down. It might be like um, Texans, um, Texans game. What was that? Yeah, 15? twelve to thirteen or something. Yeah, like that. it might be yeah. that kind of game as well, where it's just. Um, but I think I think the Bears seem to have more output than than the Panthers. You know what I mean? Like they seem to score more in their games consistently. But let's hope we work in seven, in sevens, not in yes, threes. Yes, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anything else across the headlines, Cad, that you wanted to catch up on? Nothing from me, mate. What have you got? I got the um, Jordan Maialata. He went. He went on to the what is it? What is it? What's New Heights show? show the, New Heights, the, the Kelsey boys, Kelsey brothers. Yeah, yeah. And it was a really interesting, um, really interesting pod there. Uh, but he he confirmed that the tush push is not 
a rugby league thing or rugby thing. Yeah, as uh, we'd assume, because the the brotherly shove, as they often yeah. call it, as well, it, it looks like almost an unorganized scrum formation uh, or a rolling mall that we'd see in rugby union. Yeah, and you know they said, you know, how many of your rugby tips went into it, Jordan? And he was very protective about not giving anything away. But he yeah. said unequivocally, it has nothing to do with that. Scrums are very different; they're much harder, is what he said, which I thought was good. I thought, and I thought the greatest insight out of it because this is a question of, to me, and uh, NFL tackling is horrible. Like it's, yes. and he confirmed that he had tried to put his head to the left and right, like a like a rugby league tackle. Mm-hmm. And he was told, no, 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 that does not. Yeah, because it was about the, doing a double double play, like a yeah. block, a, a double team block, and he couldn't get it sorted. And we always say, yeah, put your head to the side, protect your head against yeah. concussions. Yeah. But what was uh, Jason and maybe it was Landon Dickinson, or I'm not sure who, but their advice was to just go smack him helmet to helmet. Yeah, and then he said, but then he's like. That's how they taught him. They just whacked him in there. Yeah, in like the the, and, was, and he's like, "Oh, okay." And then he when he did it, he's like, "Oh, I got it now." Yeah, he says, it "Works like, every time." You go head first into their helmet. Yeah, well, it's up. I think they're actually aiming for like the chest area. Like they don't try and hit the helmet, but but go up and in. And yeah. I was like, I was like, it was a it was amazing insight because it was questions we we me and you had discussed, and it was like, I still think. They're lying a little bit about the tush push. <laughs> I I think it has origins. They got Matt Leo there, you yeah. know, and they've got they got Mylada, and it just happens to happen. And it's like yeah. Matt's a Matt Leo. He's a coach now as well on the for them. So yeah, yeah. There's got to well, be there's got to be some element. They they they're so low in it. I, I, we really we were looking at coaches' film last night. Maybe we should have a little look at that and break that mm. down just for our yeah. own enjoyment because. It looks like a mess, but it's organized chaos and it works every single time. Only team to stop it is our team of onside punt, the commanders. <laughs> <laughs> it's still uncomfortable. It's still uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm going to make you say it next episode. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's your segment. You hold it. <laughs> no, no, no. It's the team of the show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it doesn't mean they get into the focus games. They have to still sit yeah, in the yeah, normal. Yeah, we'll yeah. Yeah, yeah, they stay, they don't. We get might not want to put them in the focus games. If, yeah, <laughs> they don't get a front run. They don't get a seat. <laughs> they're not getting a seat at the table. Okay, homie. Big show, big week. Let's wrap it up. Thank you for listening to this episode of Onside Punt. Remember, whether you're a diehard fan or just getting started on your NFL journey, we've got you covered. Remember to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram at Onside Punt. Cad, it's been great, mate. Been a pleasure, man. I'll uh, see you in a couple hours. Oh, Watch the boys oh, play. Oh, I'll be very relaxed by the time you turn up. Go so, Colts. Let's do it. Do not lose to the Jets. <laughs>